Welcome to the Evening Booze Hour. Episode 142. Listen, this is a big one. We have Evening Booze Hour royalty here. (laughs) VIP. VIP, Patreon saint, the woman, the myth, the legend, Shannon. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you for having me back again. Oh my God. Yeah. I was going to say, you were like our parent correspondent before you came on and did um, some parenting stories, right? Yes. Yes. So, you know, definitely a perk of being a Patreon saint is you get to come on and tell fun stories with us, and then you get to come back for repeat appearances like Shannon. Whatever you want. Um, You own us. So, Shannon is here. I know she is drinking. She's partaking in a little evening booze, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, What are you drinking tonight, Shannon? I finally finished off my Boda Box. It is the Red Volution. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Did you like it? Oh, I love it. But I always feel like I'm getting close to the end, and then I still get, like, eight more glasses out of it. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta tip it. You like you gotta tip it. And you're like the bag. Yes, you tip it with your finger pressed on. We know. We're and both. then you take the bag out and you squeeze. You have someone squeeze it while you're holding. <laughs> um, honey, could you come squeeze my bag? <laughs> oh my god, that just reminds me of college and having like Franzia bags and like slapping the bags at the end to get like every drop out. And well, my 10-year-old likes to pour my wine for me. She likes a little. So she asks me every night if I'm having a glass of wine, and I'm not really sure if I should be concerned or not. I love that. She's ready for college. college. <laughs> that is amazing and wholesome. Um, well, that's so nice. Oh, my God. Enjoy that freaking glass of wine. I hope it's an extra tall glass. Of course. Ugh. Um. Ed Liz, what are you drinking this fine evening? This fine evening, I'm just drinking, um, I'm back in my hard kombucha ways. Haven't had that on the show in a while, but I used to do it a lot. So I'm drinking June Shine, the acai berry flavor. It's a local, I think it's a local kombucha whatever, <laughs> if that's the right word. I don't know. San Diego, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, clearing the gut and getting a buzz, so... We'll see. We have like this whole like section of kombucha at Market 32, which is a grocery store. And it's towards right towards where like the alcohol section is. Mm -hmm. But it's like smoothies and fruit drinks and other kombucha, whatever. So like, I don't know if it's hard kombucha or not. Like, would they put the alcoholic kombucha next to the regular kombucha? Um, we just not have hard kombucha here yet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's always in its kind of separate area, but I don't ever. I don't. I don't know. I <laughs> look specifically for it because I don't know. Should I try it? Well, it tells you, you like it will tell you on the bottle or the can. I mean, like the alcohol yeah. percentage, so then you know if it's alcoholic or not. But um, <laughs> um. I don't know. And you don't really like normal kombucha, right? So it's just, it tastes oh. like normal kombucha, but it's got, I, it, it gets me pretty buzzed. Like it, this one has 6% alcohol in it and 
I get pretty buzzed. <laughs> like if it's good for you and you can get buzzed, but red wine's good for you, right? Oh yeah, right. right. It's good for your heart. Yeah. But I, I think I'm going to start drinking cold red wine. I'm sorry. I think I'm just going to. Right. But why not? You know, not like I was, I bought some white wine the other day, but I really wanted red wine. But I, I just felt like I had to because it was summertime. And I was like, no, but I really want red wine. But I, I bought the white. That's my life's dilemma. It's like, all I want is a glass of red wine, but it is literally so fucking hot already. I can't stand it. So I get. I used to only drink my red wine cold because I hated warm wine. So I say do it. Trendsetter. Shannon's a trendsetter. She's like, I've been doing that for 10 years. Not anymore, but I probably should because it's really hot here too. My grandmother used to always put an ice cube in her red wine. (laughs) And now I'm like, I think I should have learned something many years ago. When you ordered a red red wine with an ice cube <laughs> at she, that restaurant, she was on to something. <laughs> she was fucking on to something. Oh, God, love her. Um, okay, good. Well, I'm drinking white wine. I'm drinking my typical white wine, little Truly spritzer. I'm on my last lemonade Truly, so I think I'm gonna try mm. something different next time. Still like a seltzer because. Oh, and I do have to just say that I'm not the originator of this. Okay. My friend Sherry suggested this on our group <laughs> Facebook chat. <laughs> so it's really Share Bear. She's like the one behind the recommendation in the first place. So I just wanted to clear that up. Oh, well, I love it. It's like the, my favorite summer drink now. It's so thank so you, Sherry. Oh, I drink it every weekend. Love it. It's so good. It's just adds that little... Mm, uh, the je ne sais quoi. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, but cheers. Cheers to everybody. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, I'm excited to get in tonight. Shannon's here to specifically speak about Enneagram, right? Is it Enneagram or Enneagram? How do you pronounce it? I think it's Enneagram. 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 So you'll have to just keep listening for Shannon's whole little investigation into Enneagrams. Um, but we thought we would just kind of start off with headlines at the top. Liz, do you have any more business to discuss? No, just, you know, follow us, send us your stories, um, eveningboozehour.gmail.com. And we're on Instagram at eveningboozehour and Twitter at eveningbooze. Um, yeah, I think we should get into headlines. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I forgot to post the link to the Enneagram test that we took last week in the show notes. So oh, okay. I will post it this week. So anybody who wants to take their um, test and find out what their, their numbers are, you know, you'll have some way to interpret that a little bit better now after you listen to Shannon. So Smart, smart. Just give it a quick goog, too, if you need to. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I can't wait for that. Okay. So I wanted to start off. We have another update on the Lori Vallow case. Um, oh, and yeah. Shannon's like deep into that with us too. She's like, oh, uh. it's like, did you see this? Did you see this? It's like <laughs> horrible. It's really like once you invest any time into actually learning this web of Lori Vallow, it's like you can't ignore any headline about it. So, um, <laughs> so true. you know that JJ and Tylee's bodies were found at Chad Daybell's 
house, you know, on his property Mm -hmm. um, in Idaho where they make potatoes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I was like wondering because I saw the pictures. Well, the only spot dug up on the whole property was that one specific spot where they found one and or both bodies, whatever. So I was curious, like, how how the hell could they know exactly? And then I thought, well, maybe Lori was trying to make a plea deal and she gave them the exact location. But turns out the headlines have answered my question. <laughs> um, she, no, she didn't have anything to do with it that we know of. I mean, maybe she could also be speaking, but they don't want to talk about it. We know that they don't always disclose everything that's going on um, in cases for specific reasons. But apparently Lori Vallow's brother, who of course I don't have his name, Alex something, um, he, his cell phone records were showing pings and he has mysteriously died. Okay. Like I think. Right. And he killed her ex-husband too. Right. Well, allegedly he totally totally did, but we have to say legally. You all all can Google and go down that rabbit hole because it's crazy. But yes, the brother, Lori Vallow's brother was obviously involved in everything that was happening. Like a hundred percent. Okay. So, but then he ends up dead. Oh, from natural, natural causes. He's like 40 years old or whatever, you know, like same as with Chad Daybell's wife who died. She was like 40, died in her sleep of natural causes. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> like that's not what happened. They've exhumed her body. We're still waiting for results. What are we waiting for? It's they exhumed her body in February. What is fucking Uh-oh. taking? Like, let's go. Chop, chop. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, like, with COVID-19 and all that, that seems like a really long time. Yeah. Like, get it fucking together. This is the most high-profile case happening right now. Um, So, anyway, her brother's cell phone was pinging in specific spots. You know, they were, like, checking all the data. Like, I'm sure they had their red strings, you know, on the board (laughs) all over the place. And his cell phone was pinging in this specific spot of Chad Daybell's property. You know, they somehow fucking figured it out. I don't know. You can read an article about it. But anyway, so so, (laughs) this is how they found out where to go. You're going to get yourself fired, Kate. Don't tell people just to go read an article when you're reporting (laughs) on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen to me and everyone I say. But, no, I mean, it's it's crazy. And, um. There are actually articles of like, like summing up exactly the case, like in, you know, like three paragraphs or whatever, which is right, crazy. Like he did, I think they, they saw like the pings also like within a mm-hmm. short amount of time, like they hadn't yeah. seen anything for a while. And then all of a sudden it was like at that property. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of weird too. Like they, cause I think they found, they found him in, in Yellowstone. He was there the last time Tylee mm-hmm. was seen. And then, like, there wasn't really anything after that for a while. And then there was, and it was at Daybell's property. And it was, like, three in a row and, like, at odd times, I think, in the yeah. night, too. Weird times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she, like, apparently Lori lived in this apartment building that also he lived at. But, like, 
he was visiting her at like 1 a.m. Yeah, it's like, it's so fucking crazy. But anyway, so that's how they found out where exactly to go on Chad Daybell's property. They probably scientifically figured out like, oh, this plot of land looks fresher than this plot of land, you know? So like, let's dig here. So um, that's that on the Lori so do we think Do we think that the brother... Lori Valen's brother was obviously involved in yes. murder and like the like the burying and all that. Percent. What do you think? Shannon? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that news story didn't it say something about like he texted her or called her and said that he shot and buried a raccoon in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I mean, he's absolutely right. involved. Right. So I don't that know why was he's like dead, but code. right, <laughs> like involved. that code for something. Right. Oh, the, it's dumb like and they were like oh it was during the daytime raccoons aren't out Mm -hmm. during the day like this makes no fucking sense um yeah he he the brother definitely had I think he was the one like their hitman you know what I mean like they used him Mm -hmm. to kill everybody because he supposedly shot at like one of the other people in the story I saw on Dateline they're like yeah he, this guy started walking at towards me and started shooting with like an airsoft gun or whatever. Oh and like what I thought was an airsoft gun, but then it turned out it wasn't. And it was like confusing. And now I know that it was like definitely her brother. But like, wh- it, it's just like fucking insane. This whole story. I hope they both rot in jail. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the case of, I'm telling you, 2020. It's just unreal. Unbelievable. Ugh. Um, speaking of unbelievable, Trump had his rally in Tulsa, as we discussed last week and or last week. Um, he changed the date to the twentieth, whatever. Still, we were like, ew. And then the teens from TikTok, our future, <laughs> the TikTok teens, they had this challenge. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not on the TikToks. I'm not on the TikToks. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know. But apparently there's I mean, a they're saving all of us, apparently. Saving <laughs> America. Um, they apparently were able to get tickets. Because I guess the tickets are free and you just have to reserve them. Um, yeah, I don't think there was like a cap on how many you could get, maybe. Or maybe you could just get like a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this challenge to get like reserve a bunch of Trump to like as many tickets as you could with the obvious intent of like not showing up. So, and there has been all over the headlines. I mean, I don't watch the news. Like I said, I do only like internet stuff. So I'm sure it's all over the TV news, but it was all over internet news of how Trump's rally was like, like there was no show and he photoshopped a whole crowd in nobody was there and it was like so sad and pathetic Um, I think I read that like I was reading an article right before we got on the stadium holds 19,000 and there were 6,200 people that that's what the like fire marshal reported so um yeah (laughs) and I guess a bunch bunch of k-pop fans also reserved honestly the k-pop fans Killing it, thriving, loving them. Um, and speaking of uh, the South, Shannon has 
another Southern tale for us. (laughs) What do you have for us, Shannon? So I have a local headline. It's from about six weeks ago. And I pulled it from our local county sheriff's office police reports, which are always good for. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're so good for entertainment. And where do you live? So I live in... I live in coastal Georgia. I live just south of Savannah. And so we're in a pretty small, a very small town um, in a pretty small rural county. Okay. And this it's is from. Country. It's country. It's I'm country. Setting the scene in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is. Like, what is your exact address? <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you the longitude and the latitude coordinates. <laughs> so this is from the other end of the county, which is way more country than where I live. Ooh, and okay. I, the other side of the county. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're actually, we're separated by a military base. So there's North County and South County. And it's a big thing because what else okay. do we have to argue about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it already. So this story is about the deputies who were sent to an address back on April 14th in reference to a dispute between neighbors that resulted in a firearm being discharged into the air. Oh my God. So when the deputy got there, he met with a group of people standing in the front yard of the, what is it, complainant? Is that the proper okay, yeah. way to say it? In front of their house. And when they spoke to him, he, the deputy was told that his friend had walked behind the shed to urinate, as he often does while they sit in the backyard and socialize. Yeah, why then, not? I mean, you know, bathrooms, whatever. While (laughs) urinating, the friend was confronted by the man who lives in the house directly behind the complainant. Oh, boy. Here we go. The man told the friend that he needed to stop urinating in the backyard because he and his wife could see him doing it while they sat on their back porch. You know. (laughs) See, I'm picturing like a fence something. There's nothing? Oh, my God. Probably not. No. Oh, this is shrubbery, baby. Maybe yeah, he just goes in the corner. He's like, I'm just going to drop my entire pants and pee right here. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So Boy. the friend went back and told his other friend, the complainant, who in turn went to the same spot behind his shed to urinate. While urinating, he, too, was confronted by the neighbor. Oh, my God. Like, of <laughs> course. What is They're having like a pee protest now. <laughs> right. Yes. They're standing their ground. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor told the complainant that he and his friends need to stop urinating in the backyard because when they did, he and his wife could see their genitalia. You know, no one wants to see that, right? No. Then the, the neighbor told him, I've got a gun and I'll shoot you in your little bleep. This is from the police report. If you do it again. Oh, okay. When, you can't do that. When the neighbor or when the complainant continued to urinate because apparently he had a lot to drink. The neighbor fired a single shot into the air, but then told the sheriff's deputies that he didn't point the gun at the complainant, so it was okay. Oh my God, this um, is a this is like and my that's worst. what happens in the country. I'm like, and bullets do come back down, like you know, people that shoot right. up there they ah. do come back down. <laughs> what comes up must come down. Yes, is that Galileo who came up with that idea? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, my worst nightmare is having a feud with like a direct neighbor. 
my worst nightmare. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, I live so in they said, do something yeah. to your like property or your family. Like if it gets really bad, you know, like they're so close. Like that yeah. is your neighbor. Neighbor. You live in a nice neighborhood, Shannon. <laughs> How's that? I do. I do. And but we're so tight knit and everyone knows everyone's business. <laughs> but it's, oh it's my not always God. it's not mm-hmm. always a bad thing because you know they watch out for my kids and stuff. Yeah. But it would be really awkward to be like legit feuding with one. Yeah. You're like Wisteria Lane right now. <laughs> Um, I am. <laughs> I see. Well, I know. I grew up knowing everyone in my whole neighborhood. Okay. I know the people, the person who lives on the left side of my house and the person who lives on the right side of my house. Everyone else, yeah, we'll say hi, you know, when we're walking by, but like, I wouldn't just go to their house asking for a cup of sugar or flour. You know what I mean? Like the olden days. So. Yeah. My old place was like that. We didn't know any. Yeah, which is sad, right? It's no so was really sad. there long enough anyways, it seemed like, to get to know them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. I think, like, neighbor, neighbor, like, because also, yeah, like Shannon was saying, when you have kids, it's so much better knowing, like, your neighbors are kind of have your back, like, know your kids watching out for them that's always really nice I must say absolutely it is yeah. it is like we're to the point like we know everyone's dogs names oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how nice. you know the families they interact so much and the kids all go out and play together and hang out so it's really it's really comforting with the kids oh well we love a good local police blotter story please send them in one and all, <laughs> please. Um, and the more south, the better. The more southern, we love it. We love it. I'm not the gonna closer lie. to Florida, the better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Shannon. Okay, so I know Liz has another headline, and then we're gonna get into the Enneagram situation. Yeah, and I can't wait. So those of you who tuned in to our Instagram live last Thursday, um, we talked about this headline a little bit and Kate wanted me to dive deep on it. So I'm not going to do super deep dive, but I'm going to give you a lot of information and get you up to speed. And I am talking about that 70s show fame actor, Danny Masterson, who was arrested on rape charges in Los Angeles this past week or now, like maybe two weeks ago by the time this comes out. Um, so yeah, this like has been something, if you follow Scientology, he's a big Scientologist, um, that has been a long time coming or that there have been rumors about for years. Um, and yeah, so, okay. I think the best way for me to do it is just to tell you what happened and then get into some of the Scientology ramifications of this. Wait, when literally tell me anything, I'm so intrigued already. Well, and I know you love Scientology. I mean, not love it, but like love, hate it, you know, like me. So, <laughs> say, like, I don't know how you feel, Shannon, but feel free to jump in, you guys, if you want to add anything. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Masterson was arrested um, 
and he was re- released on, um, he paid a bond for a $3.3 million bail. And so he's out, not in jail right now, but he was. Sure. Ashton Kutcher paid for his bail. No, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit. But um, so he was arrested because he was charged with forcibly raping three women in separate incidents occurring between 2001 and 2003. And right now his arraignment is scheduled for September 18th. Um, I believe there were actually five women maybe that came forward or there were more than just these three, but they couldn't try two of them or like, you know, they couldn't pursue the case of two of them because one of the statute of limitations had already passed. And one, I think just was insufficient evidence. Yeah. But so there were more, you know, than what, they're actually yeah. pursuing. There were three, there were more. Like, yeah. come on. Of course. And I believe they all said that it happened at his, um, you know, like, Hollywood mansion, at his home. Um, and one woman, at least, like, in the past, when these rumors have come up, which we'll get into, Danny Masterson has always said, like, oh, these were ex-girlfriends because they were also Scientologists and they're just like scorned lovers, you know? And at least one of the girls was like, this was the first time I've ever been to his house. He raped me, you know, like we were not in a relationship. Like it wasn't anything like that. So kind of disputing like what he's always said in the past. Yep. Classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his attorney, um, Danny Masterson's attorney, obviously is saying that he's innocent. He says, obviously Mr. Masterson and his his wife are in complete shock considering that these nearly 20 year old allegations are suddenly resulting in charges being filed, but they and their family are comforted knowing that ultimately the truth will come out. The people who know Mr. Masterson know his character and know the allegations to be false. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, like people are just sitting around like, Hmm, let, let me spin the rapist wheel and see who we land on and let's make false accusations against like yeah like these women have anything fucking better to do like what yeah and it's like you're danny masterson you're not even that famous like you haven't really done anything since that 70s show you're not famous at all and you're a scientologist what yeah, so he did Oh, I just finished it. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, he he did go on after that 70s show to be on the show on Netflix that Ashton Kutcher did called The Ranch. And um, he, like, when these allegations started coming out and coming to light again in 2017, a few years ago, his character was written off the show of The Ranch. You know, they obviously didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, I don't know if Ashton Kutcher has ever like come out with a statement, but that's kind of a, there's a lot of questions about that because they're like, you know, he grew up with and was famous with Topher yeah. Grace and Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher and Laura Prepon and, you know, all these people who are super famous now and like, what do they have to say? And I'm surprised Ashton Kutcher hasn't said anything because he's so, I mean, he, he's done tons of stuff for like sex trafficking and you know what I mean? So I, I feel right, like, right. And if you are that, like, it's like with the Jeffrey Epstein thing. If you fucking knew him at all, you knew what he was doing. So you are complicit. I'm sorry. But you are. Absolutely. And even if just with these three, like, if you're on, like, the DL, like, with the Chris 
Delia or Delia or however mm-hmm. you name, the comedian. If you are at all, you know, I, I, I don't even know. It's, it's like, how could you honestly sit there and say you didn't know anything was happening? It just bothers me. And like, and like oh, these people, <laughs> like with Jeffrey Epstein and Danny Masterson, they're like have women who are kind of like covering for them, you know, like, uh, or, or who helped them with this. So Danny Masterson is married to, I think her name is Bijou, Bijou Phillips. Um, oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So of the mama and the papa's Phillips, uh, I think John Phillips his, is her father. And mm-hmm. so she, and there has been some sexual abuse allegations in that family with her stepsister that, and she's always taken her dad's side and obviously she's God. taking her husband's side. And, um, so that's kind of like a whole other interesting twist. I'm not sure if she's a Scientologist. She must be like, there was nothing in the articles I read about her being Scientologist, but she must be right. Like, she must be. Yeah. Because well, we all know what happened with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. She wasn't Scientologist and that is not a good situation now. So Right. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so, like, this other article I found talked, they did talk to Leah Remini in it, who, um, as you know, is, like, a personal hero of mine because I love the show, Scientology, The Aftermath. So sad it's canceled. It's on A&E if you have, like, I watch it on the app because I don't have cable, um, and you can still probably get the old episodes. But she talks to people who have escaped Scientology, the survivors, and, you know, is helping them to get justice basically um so she's been calling out danny masterson for a long long time now yeah i believe i believe that's on hulu also it's on one of the streaming services yeah but anyway yeah she's calling out all the scientologists yeah exactly um so she talked to this journalist in this article and and he also mentioned how there's solid evidence that the church of scientology had been very much involved in these cases um with danny masterson Uh, reports from the Huffington Post and the Daily Beast from years ago suggest that the Scientology knew about the allegations and tried to discourage the women from going to the police. Um, Like one of them, they they charged her like thousands of dollars of, um, you know, like the the therapy that they offer, what they consider therapy to go in her past life to see what she did in her wrong in her past life to cause this to happen to her, to cause her rape to happen to her, <laughs> um, instead of, like, having her go to the police. And so that's just, yeah. you know, Instead of being, like, you're a victim. Right. Like, right. It is just unreal. The more you learn about Scientology and just uh, – I, I don't know if it was on a podcast, but I just heard something about a woman who joined Scientology because – they offered her like free lodging and free this and that mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. like drug recovery, basically. Yeah. So they said, Oh, here's a place we welcome you in. And they gave her a bed to sleep on and food, you know, but then they completely fucked her over because she wasn't willing to do what they wanted her to do, basically. Right. And they ruined her fucking life. And it is, and a that's real- it, just it. Yeah. They will ruin your life. I think they, um, you know, so, so yeah, it's just crazy that Scientology is so powerful. You know, they obviously donate and have a big say with the police. Then they intimidate the women not to go to the police. And so then this has 
been dragged out for 20 years, like Danny Masterson is saying, but you know, I think that's great that they're still pursuing this because these women have had to just, you know, wonder for 20 years if they're ever going to get justice. And he's gotten away with his celebrity and his like religion or cult, you know, like protecting him. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we'll have to see what happens with that. Like back. Okay. In September is when he's going to be arraigned. We'll find out more, but definitely a long time coming. The last thing I want to say was just Leah Remini's words um, about this case. And she tweeted, finally, victims are being heard when it comes to Scientology. Praise the Lord. This is just the beginning. Your days of getting away with it is coming to an end. And then she said, like, justice, hashtag Scientology aftermath. So, so yeah, that's a case that we're definitely going to have to watch and keep you updated on. Um, So not so much of a deep dive because I wanted to save enough time for Shannon to do a deep dive into Enneagrams. Um, We got into that last week and she is going to fill us in on some background, some interpretations and um, her own numbers too. So Shannon, take it away. Okay. So like you mentioned last week, the Enneagram is personality profiling. So finding out your number, it's a quick like 10 minute quiz and it helps you better understand yourselves and others. So it can help improve communication, improve your relationships, and then also improve how well you know yourself. So apparently the history of the Enneagram is very controversial, I guess. I don't know why, (laughs) but... And I didn't know that that wasn't like a new thing. I guess it's been around for a long time and that was, that was new to me. It was. So it was allegedly founded by a man by the name of Evagrius Ponticus, who was a Christian mystic who lived in the fourth century in Greece. So he found these nine different personality types and they are given numbers because numbers really hold no value. Um, There's no gender associated with them or anything like that. So that's why they all have numbers. Uh, Interesting. So the Enneagram figure is a circle and then there is an inner triangle. So if you picture a clock, the numbers go one through nine and nine is at what would be like the 12 o'clock spot on the clock. And then they go clockwise from one all the way around. So Mm -hmm. the triangle connects three, six, and nine, and then there's funky, like, it's, they call it an irregular hexagonal figure. It just looks like a bunch of lines to me that connects all the other numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So basically your number is your personality habits. So it's the way that you, you act and react basically on autopilot without even really thinking about it. Um, It's what you revert to when you're not trying to be conscious about your behaviors. And there's no type that is better than others. Every type has its unique strengths and its unique challenges. Right. They're all just different. Like they're all exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And we need all of them. We need all kinds of kinds. So I will quickly go through each type um, and what their and what their names are. So number one is the reformer. Number two is the helper. Three is the achiever. Four is the individualist. Five is the investigator. 
Six is the loyalist. Seven is the enthusiast. Eight is the challenger. And nine is the peacemaker. So, yes. And those really, you know, encompass all the different aspects of each of the um, numbers. Yeah. And you do need all of them, like you were saying. And last week, we revealed that I was number nine and Liz was a number seven. Yes. So and what are you? I am a number one. Oh, okay. See, I um, identified with one, but I guess my wing is one and eight because those are the ones wait. next to me. What is one again? One is the reformer. So reformer, okay. Type ones are principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic, which are like all things like, that I like eating off of notes for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I'm doing right now. Full on outline with bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> but we but need that. We need that. <laughs> We do. And it drives my husband crazy, who I also had take the Enneagram test, and he is a five. So he is oh perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. That's which exactly what my husband got, too. Is, oh, I, it's pretty much him to a T. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, th- like I said, they all have their different strengths and weaknesses. We need them all to make the world go round and bring different perspectives. Now, there's also wings, which, Kate, you just mentioned. My wing is a nine, and I have a really strong nine wing. So when I took the test, I was 98% one and 97% nine. So my nine is strong. And nine is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned. We are the peacemakers. So I do not like conflict. Like 110%, I do not. I would rather sit in the corner. Die. I would rather die. I would rather I die. Conflict. So, yeah. the so wing, wait, is your wing? Oh wait, are you about to say this? <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you know which ones are your wing? Just whatever you get second highest, or? So typically, your wings are the numbers to either side of you. So, like I said, on the okay. circle, your wings. So I'm a one, which means that my wings could either be a two or a nine. And apparently you have a little bit of both of those. So for me, the two is a helper, which I identify with, but not as strongly as I do with a nine. Um, so some people feel both wings equally strong and some people feel one more strongly than others. Um, and the wings kind of modify your personality type a little bit. So instead of there being there's nine dominant personality types, but each one is made a little bit more unique by their wings. Right, right. Um, and so you, it really, the wings complement it and it adds just a little bit more dynamic elements to your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that makes sense. because I, I'm a nine with the wings of eight and a one, and I identify more with like the one wing. Right. Right. And I'm the same. I have, uh, I'm a seven with wings of an eight and a six and I identify more with the eight. It's the realist um, where the other one is the entertainer. So I'm like, I'm not much of an entertainer, but I'm definitely like a realist. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so the funny thing is after we recorded last week, um, Nick Vile, who was one of the bachelors, I listened to his podcast every once in a while. And I saw that, 
like his podcast this week, well, last week that came out was all about Enneagrams. And I was like, of fucking course, like, of course. So I had to listen to it. And he had this woman who was like an expert in Enneagrams on. And she's basically like, these tests are only like 60% accurate because they're kind of like a man-made test. And this is such an ancient kind of quote unquote test of a personality that often people will feel more like they belong to maybe the second choice that was given to them when they took the test Mm. or not, you know, like they were from human error. Like there, you know, people make a test out of it. So I thought that was pretty interesting that, you know, you could be quote unquote assigned a, a number but you're kind of like, eh. But I feel like for the most part, I feel like, yes, I am a nine. Like when you break it down of what a nine is, good, good and bad, like every number has kind of the shadow and the, um, you know, like what your pros are, I guess you could say. And, right. And you, you kind of have to take like a deeper look, but it is helpful. Like you were saying in relationships and whatever, like figure out what your significant other is and then you can you can look into that and realize like oh this is why they do x y and z like this is how, why they react this way for something and it it helps you understand better a, another person's perspective i guess you could say right and it helps you understand yourself and i was listening to a podcast where it talked about the ones and saying how you know they have a really hard time relaxing and they can't just leave a task unfinished. (laughs) And those are some challenges. And those are things that I really struggle with. And it annoys my husband that I can't relax. And it's not that I don't want to, but it's like, well, I can't because, you know, there's crumbs on the counter that I need to clean (laughs) or, you know, I need to do this. And he's like, but but you don't like it can wait, but it can't, you know, it's just, and that's just how I'm, how I'm wired. Um, and the almighty Wikipedia has a great chart. If you look up Enneagram of personality and it lists which numbers cause each type stress. So which numbers you might, you know, they're every, every number has a number that they may clash a little more with, you know, you might need to work on those relationships a little bit. And each number has a number that they mesh really well with. Um, ironically, the numbers for me, neither of them are my husband. So I guess, you know, we have that going for us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, if, if you were to, you know, be on the the dating scene there and you ask someone, what's your number, then you could find out (laughs) if there's someone you might mesh with or not. I think it's Um, really a good idea to just like cut to the chase. What's your Enneagram number? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Just cut out. You know, cut right to that. Are we going to work or not? Don't waste your time if you're not going to work. Well, like, um, even with, like, coworkers or, like, you know, other relationships, this will just yeah. help you. You're like, oh, that person's a, you know, whatever number. Like, yeah. I know that, like, you know, it, it will help you not judge them as much, I feel like. And then yes. you can communicate better, too, yep. you know, because yep. you have yep. a better understanding. Yeah, exactly. That. When you really listen to it, it's like, you know, one of them is, like, more controlling and, like, but it's for mm-hmm. a reason. Like, it's not because they're a bad person or, you know, like they're trying to control you. It's like, that's literally their personality type. And like, some of it even goes into like birth order and right. Like how you're wired. Yired. Yeah. Yeah. How how you were brought up. It's, 
it goes so far beyond. And I really thought too, Liz, like you thought like this was like a new fad or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. like ancient things like Kabbalah, you know, like <laughs> an ancient thing, which was popularized by fucking Madonna. But um, it's so like, it's like ancient mysticism almost. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just good. I feel like it's getting a revival over the last couple months. It's been yeah. coming up. I feel like like numerology has been around forever, right? And so this Mm -hmm. is just like kind of like a variation of that too. And like, you're right, like numbers are so ancient, um, you know, like, and just like the interpretation of that. And this is more like personality too, which I think more than like, oh, your zodiac sign. Like, just because you were born on a certain day, like, I can be born on the same exact day as somebody else and be so completely different personality wise. That, like, you really can't break it down by horoscope. You know what I mean? Like, I've always right. thought, like, yeah. just because you're you're born in the same time of year, like, no, people are so fucking different. So I really think breaking it down by personality type is kind of the only way you can really further understand yourself and or anybody else, I think. Absolutely. And the last thing um, about Enneagrams that I just learned recently is that each type, they are grouped into three centers of intelligence. Yeah, I so, heard that So eight, nine, and one are all grouped into the body center of intelligence, which is the instinction. Um, they're very instinctual. They trust their gut on their decisions. Two, three, and four are under the heart center of intelligence, which is going more based on their feelings. And five, six, and seven are the head center of intelligence. So they are more of the thinkers. Yes. I I think that's 100% correct. I don't know about anybody I else. Think so too. I because, think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's so spot on. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. I know. I know. It's, it's so, and it's so weird. And there's so many people on Instagram, a lot of um, like hand lettering artists who do, um, they'll do a lot of different designs and graphic work centered around the Enneagrams. I've seen um, what Enneagrams are Disney villains, um, oh, Disney princesses, um, all sorts of, there's all sorts of them on Instagram and you can find, and I'll see them and I'll be like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> you know, I like the list that of personality traits. Yeah. Like, and why do you yeah. think it is having like this new popularity? Like, or people are just finding out more about it now. Like, is there, was there someone who like really popularized it kind of recently or just like podcasts? <laughs> I don't know. You know. I don't, I don't know. I've, I saw it on someone who I follow on Instagram had was sharing it. And then one of my neighbors talked about she and her book group were reading a book about it. Um, and oh. I just, I don't know. I think that sometimes people get into these kicks where they like to read like the self-help books and do a little bit more introspection. Um, I think it was like around the new year when I first started to learn about it. So that might've had something to do with it. That's what I saw too. Like, what number are you? I'm this number. I'm that number. Like, you know, I, it's no secret. I watched the bachelor and the bachelorette. <laughs> So like, all, you know, all those people, all they have to do after they go on the show is be a, a social media influencer. So, of course, they're talking about it. So, like, I, I feel like I see all the trends coming up, like, by whatever they're posting. 
And they would probably like, oh, I'm this number. What number are you? And I'm like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. But then when I really like actually look into it, I'm like, oh, actually. But now it makes sense that it's like such an old thing mm-hmm. now just coming up. And, you know, L.A. and California are like, let's do like this. And it's such like a fad whatever fad is coming up, but I think this is like really super interesting. More interesting, I think, than zodiac signs, dare I say. I think so. I don't really. I think it gives you more more detail. Yeah. I read my horoscope every month, like at the beginning of the month, I'll read it like, you know, whatever um, Susan Miller astrology zone says (laughs) for that month. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't, it doesn't get into this, like, personality at all and it's still very vague you know it's like interpret it whatever you will exactly. you know like you're so sad but you're also so happy and then you're <laughs> it gives you the exact opposite like you're like okay but honestly like that could literally work for anybody and I think but, it's like right. one of those things like a lot of times with any of this sort of like spirituality interpretation like you are past it and then you look back and you're like oh maybe that's what that meant like you don't see it in that moment but like looking back and, and being True. reflective you know and I could kind of see that with the Enneagrams too it's like well yes this is part of my personality now maybe in this current point in my life but maybe like one of these other yeah. numbers you know like I could see a change as you change well, too the, you know the, actually right. the girl I listened to on Nick Vile's podcast was like she is like an expert in Enneagrams and she's like like you can change you you don't just because you took a test and you're this like she's like first of all the tests are man-made so it's not even usually totally accurate um but even in that case like as you grow you can actually change numbers so it's not like oh I'm an Aquarius that's what I am for the rest of my life well okay right right. you can grow and totally change your personality can completely change so it's super interesting yeah. I think so I like thank that. you so much this this was of like course. so eye-opening really interesting it's so yes and I'll post the link this time people um, <laughs> so you can do your number we want to hear what your numbers are too um anything else Shannon like any like good sites that you found where people can get information on Enneagrams or Instagram accounts or like, should they just search hashtags? Yeah, definitely hashtag Enneagram. And then there is Enneagraminstitute.com, which does a lot of explaining. Um, and also Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. That's the go-to. <laughs> Always. Go-to. Always. Love it. Um, so then we took the BuzzFeed quiz, which Liz found, which was genius. Um, and it's basically, what was the actual name of the quiz? Do you have it? I have it, yeah. It's just like okay. another, since we're talking about personality quizzes, it's a, just another type of personality quiz. But um, it is, you know, find the aesthetic that matches your personality. Or everybody has an aesthetic that matches their personality. Here's yours. But it's an environmental aesthetic. I think I cut off the actual title. <laughs> I just have a screenshot on my phone. But um, it's like, you know, either a sunset or like, I don't know, a meadow or like, you know, some kind of environmental aesthetic um, matches your personality. Okay. Which I loved because we all do love a personality test. Don't lie. 
You know you love I do. And I okay. do think so much of our, like, you know, energy is driven by the environment sometimes. Or, you know, like, there are certain connections there. Like, when I read mine, I was like, oh, okay, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's fucking hot as balls here. I'm miserable. I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Send drinks now. Um, okay, so okay. Shannon. Let's hurt Shannon. You get, yeah. yeah. Okay, so mine was very, it was oddly specific. I got the moment when the sunset is at its most vibrant. Me too. That's what I got. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Okay. So it says, you're that handful of minutes during a particularly stunning sunset where the sky feels like it's every color at once. Sure, the whole sunset is pretty spectacular, but everyone knows this is the best part. You're a creative person who wears your heart on your sleeve. You're a very understanding, empathetic person and undeniably give the best advice. Oh, my God. That's, That's awesome. a lot, right? <laughs> yes. Well, absolutely. and you both had similar Enneagram numbers, too, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, right? I, and like I, really do, like, I, I really strongly identify with a one, but also mm-hmm. a nine. And this is making sense for me that we both got this. Yes. Love it. Creative. And I know you're tapping more into your creative side with, like, scrapbooking and all that awesome stuff you do so I fucking love it I agree with this what did you get like who doesn't who doesn't want to be the prettiest point of the sunset like that's the I mean, honestly. <laughs> uh, okay I got the ocean waves crashing into rocks along the coast <laughs> Ooh, which is interesting because one of my favorite places to go in San Diego is a place called Sunset Cliffs and yeah. you can just watch the ocean waves crashing into cliffs so I thought that was interesting but uh, okay it says you give off the same energy as the ocean waves sometimes you, sometimes you are calming nurturing and the person your friends turn to for comfort other times, though, you are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> you are an energetic. <laughs> you are an energetic person with a big personality and big dreams. Once you set your mind to something, there's really no stopping you. So, <laughs> and I also thought that was very interesting because I'm Gemini. So, like the calm, then like crazy bitch, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> oh my god, I love that for you. No, seriously, <laughs> that is so. I feel like this is crazy. This BuzzFeed quiz nailed it. And I know. You know, I've been like anti-BuzzFeed quizzes, but this one, I felt it right, Shannon, didn't you? Do you agree with yours? Oh, I do. I agree with mine. Absolutely. I think it's perfect. Oh, my God. BuzzFeed, you're back at it. You are back at it. Oh, my God. This is on like a personality test kick so you guys send us your personality test that you got what are, what are you doing this week what are the ones that you've been like turning to you know to help guide you and I want to know yeah. all about it I want to do all of them I don't know your numbers seriously I'm so like intrigued by literally take the test it, it says it takes 10 minutes it only really takes like six minutes let us know mm-hmm. if you agreed with the number you got because I'm, I'm truly interested in this because I'm really buying this. I'm into it, guys. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm into this. Shannon, you are a national treasure. Yes. <laughs> Patreon saints. We love you. Oh, thank you. I love back. you, too. I'll be back. Shannon should have her own <laughs> podcast, honestly, but don't uh, tell her on that. On any never, never come on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, Shannon, thank you so much. What a breath of fresh air. No offense, Liz. <laughs> no, I mean, thank you, Shannon, because this quarantine has been rough. So it's nice to have another voice. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch, what? No, I just mean like for every week we were like for a while, like this is week whatever number, you know. So it's oh. just nice to get the social vibes back and like, you know, start talking again and hearing from our peeps. So Patreon pa- Saints, let us know who wants to come on next. We're always down. Yeah, just wear a mask. It's cool. Just wear a mask. You're wearing a mask, right? <laughs> I-, I live in Georgia. We don't wear masks here. Oh, oh gosh. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh my god um amazing stay in touch leave us a comment a message whatever you feel we're still waiting for our hate mail so (laughs) bring it i dare you um wow what a week what a week week. that's all the news that's fit to drink this week so we will catch you guys next week love you bye